Hello, everyone, and welcome to Casual Experts Only. I'm Mike, and this is Luke, or which way? Yeah, there we go. That's Luke. <laughs> and yeah, today we're going to be talking about uh, a little bit about Cocaine Bear um, that came out pretty recently, and mm -hmm. also talk about the animated movie All Star Superman. So yeah, before we do that, though, we're going to be talking about some of the most recent news over the last couple weeks. So, uh, first things first, um, Bruce Willis was apparently diagnosed with dementia. Um, this yeah. is like a few months after he was already, um, he retired from acting because of aphasia. Mm -hmm. Um, and according to the Los Angeles times, um, it seems like, okay. So yeah, so there was a statement on February 16th signed by, his wife, Emma Hemming Willis, and his ex-wife, Demi Moore, and his daughters. So the statement says, uh, Since we announced Bruce's diagnosis of aphasia in spring 2022, Bruce's condition has progressed, and we now have a more specific diagnosis, frontotemporal dementia, known as FTD. So that's pretty sad. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, it, it's actually kind of rare. Like, you don't usually see actors retire that much from acting. They usually... Right. Especially if they're pretty successful, like Bruce Willis has been. Like, he has been in, like, mm -hmm. less successful stuff recently. Yeah. Which some people have theorized as part of his, you know, um, dementia and stuff. But, like, who knows for sure. Right, know? right. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty sad. Bruce Willis is, you know, an, an iconic actor and action star. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just mm -hmm. sad that this happens. It, it would have been nicer if he was able to retire, you know under right. better circumstances but yeah 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 so that that that's sad but not too much else mm -hmm. to, to discuss there right uh also apparently how to train your dragon is in development as a live action movie yeah i heard about this and i heard that it was the same director of the animated movies that is going mm -hmm. to be directing this um, yeah, and which thing. raises the question: like, if it's the same creative team, then what's the point? Like, oh, unless it's like a, a like a, a different story. But if it's like, I don't understand. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. So I, I so the it was directed by Chris Sanders and Dean Dubois. I'm not sure who is which one of those is directing the new film. Mm. But yeah, so yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Like, kind of, what's the point if you're just making a shot-for-shot shot remake of the animated right. movie? Because right. the 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 animated movies did deviate quite a bit from the books. Um, okay. So, given it's the same creative team, I don't like. I doubt they're going to try and make it more like the books. They're probably just going to make it right remake of the animated movies. But I mean, you know, it could be cool. Maybe they'll have a different take on it, and maybe they'll do some mm -hmm. different stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, if they do something different than them. I'm in, I'm on board, but if it's the same thing, I don't right, really understand. If it's like the Disney animated movie remakes, like at, at least with right. those, they were made so long ago, you know, like decades <laughs> ago, that mm -hmm. you know, even though I'm not a huge fan of the live action remake, you know, thing, it make makes a little right. more sense. But How to Train Your Dragon came yeah. out 13 years ago, you know, mm -hmm. so like, what's the <laughs> what's the point yeah. of making it? But I guess we'll see uh, going forward. <laughs> but Apparently, Emma Corrin has been cast in Deadpool 3 as the main villain. Okay. Um, Emma was in The Crown, I believe. Hmm. Um, i trying to remember who. I, I, I believe Emma played um, Princess Diana. 
in one of okay. the seasons. I think like young Princess Diana. Mm, okay. Um, I think the first season Di Diana was in, so there mm. isn't any news yet who Emma's playing, mm. who they're playing, but definitely the villain. So I'm not really sure where they're gonna go with that. Speaking of Deadpool three, apparently in a recent interview, Hugh Jackman said something about he'll be playing a dual role in the movie. So that's made a lot of people speculate that there's going to be like Wolverine variants kind of going yeah. along with other rumors that it's going to be a multiverse movie. You know, that mm -hmm. there's going to be a lot of multiversal stuff, which kind of makes sense because this is like the multiverse saga of the MCU. Right. Um, but right. I guess we'll see what that means if he's, you know, if he's playing more than one version of Wolverine or what, you know, but mm -hmm. no real other, you know, concrete news with that. Yeah. Uh, Currently, Zach Galifianakis has been cast in a live-action Lilo and Stitch movie. Um, I don't think it's been said like who he's going to be playing. Yeah. Um, I mean, presumably Stitch, but it's not really clear. Um, yeah. I I mean, yeah, I kind of have mixed feelings about this. Like we just talked about the Disney live-action remakes, and this mm -hmm. one is one of the newer, the mm -hmm. newer movies as far as those animated movies go. You know, some right. some are made like in the fifties, but. I mean, it could be fun. It, it's very hit or miss with some with a lot with most of these live action Disney movies. Most yeah. of them are just kind of OK. Some some of them are pretty good. Mm -hmm. I think the last one was Pinocchio and apparently that was pretty bad. Yeah, that's what I heard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I guess we'll see um, how that goes. But I don't really care that much. now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, apparently some other news. Ben Affleck has been rumored to be directing the new Batman movie, The Brave and the Bold for uh, that's going to be part of DC, uh, James Gunn's new DCU. Yeah, yeah. And there haven't been any, like, concrete, you know, um, confirmations whether this is true or not. Mm -hmm. It's just been kind of going around the internet. But it, it, it was already kind of like a fan theory type thing once James Gunn said something about speaking with Ben Affleck about potentially um, directing a DC movie in the future yeah um because i mean he's been like like he was he was supposed to direct his standalone batman movie that never happened right like years ago which is but, why so. people were saying like right oh, he should direct the, the new one which 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 could be cool he's a good director and he mm -hmm. definitely even though i feel like warner brothers kind of sapped you know the life out of him with yeah. his batman roles as as did the internet um mm -hmm. He does seem to have somewhat of a, you know, he does like the character and does, you know, have right. some sort of connection and passion for the character. So that could be cool. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, like he wrote a whole Batman movie. So, you know, if he took yeah. elements from that, that would be kind of cool. But apparently James Gunn kind of responded to this, but not really. It was more somebody saying it was this was a couple of days ago from when we we're recording. But somebody on Twitter, I'm not even going to like. Star Wars SW underscore fan a thousand like who cares? Um, he tweeted this uh the story from Celeste Slash Film talking about the rumors. It says something about didn't Gunn say in a previous interview that Affleck's not directing Brave and the Bold, which I'm pretty sure he didn't. And then you know he said I get that Gunn is something of a professional liar, but still. And mm -hmm. James Gunn actually responded to this. Um, he said it for for years has been my commitment to the fans that I will never lie to them. And I never have. I'd be very curious about what it is you think I've lied about. Um, and then he he, he kind of went on to talk about he was offered S Superman back when DC first approached him. 
but he declined and did squad instead. Mm -hmm. This is talking about how he was saying that uh, in an interview like four years ago or something, he said he didn't want to make a Superman movie, and now he is. So a lot of fans are like, you lied, because I think they're just kind of looking for a reason to hate James Gunn at this Mm -hmm. point. Uh, But he said, I was offered to Superman, but did squad instead. A few years later, I saw how to tackle Superman and took it on. I didn't want to be the sole CEO of DC, but when they came and offered it to me and Peter, I said yes, because I could focus on the creative side. Mm. And he followed that up with, again, I've never once lied to the fans and never will. That doesn't mean I'm never going to change my mind about anything, which, yeah, I I feel like the internet is so quick to be like, well, you said this and then you said this. That means you lied. Not that you changed your mind. Nobody can change their mind, you know? (laughs) Right. Yeah, I think um, because what, what the guy on Twitter, I think you mentioned, he said that James Gunn said that Ben Affleck wasn't involved. And I think during the initial press conference, somebody asked if Ben Affleck was going to be directing this movie. But then Peter Safran answered with, no, Ben Affleck will not be playing Batman. So there's, oh. this is kind of like a disconnect happening. Gotcha. So nobody nobody answered about directing, but we know obviously he's not going to be playing Batman. Right. Okay. Interesting. So that's probably what that person yeah. was referring to. And it's kind of got altered through the grapevine. So now, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah interesting uh but can kind of in the same vein of batman news apparently the penguin series the hbo max series that's Mm. coming soon has already started filming okay which i guess i kind of thought it would soon but it kind of just kind of came out of nowhere I, i i do think in a recent interview like a month or two ago um Colin Farrell was in an interview saying he was going to start filming in a couple months. So, mm-hmm. but I just haven't heard anything about it until now. Apparently, per- the production designer for the show, Kalina Ivanov, has posted a behind-the-scenes photo to Instagram. Um, okay. the, the caption says, first day of shooting the penguin is in the can. Only the mm-hmm. compass can tell us what Gotham, d- what can tell us in in what Gotham direction we're going. My lips are sealed, and it, it just shows like a picture. It looks like a painting on the on a floor or ceiling of like a compass mm. so that's that's pretty cool um kind of i like I, I know the batman 2 is coming out in 2025 i was kind of wondering when they're actually going to start production on this series yeah but also other penguin news apparently clancy brown has been cast as salvatore moroni in this penguin series um, okay which the uh, in the Batman, Maroni was mentioned several times. It, mm-hmm. it was part of like Falcone's big, you know, plan to like kind of trick Gotham into thinking they got rid of the drops business by um, arresting Mar- Salvatore Maroni. But really, his plan mm-hmm. was to just get rid of Maroni and take control of Gotham, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming the scenes are going to be in prison, maybe like he's going to be in prison, or he's going to find yeah. some way to escape or something. Mm-hmm. But that could be pretty interesting. Um, all this, I just said, was according to Variety. Um, yeah, it's, it says Brown will appear as Salvatore Moroni, a notorious Gotham City crime boss. The character, the character was re- referenced repeatedly in The Batman as his arrest by corrupt Gotham officials, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, pretty much everything I already said. So Clancy Brown had kind of had a connection to, D- to DC for like d- decades. He played mm-hmm. the voice of Lex Luthor in okay. the 90s Bruce Timm's Superman series, mm-hmm. and I think a couple animated movies. And he also played um, the villain, the general, in The Flash. 
but he's just kind of like one of those actors that's been in so many things. Like he's actually yeah. been surprisingly adept at switching between voice acting roles and live action mm-hmm. roles. Cause he's been in a lot of live action stuff, especially like in the eighties and nineties. But yeah. you know, then he was on like a long run of animated stuff, like mm. Superman and Mr. Krabs and SpongeBob. So, okay. Yeah. So he's been in a lot of stuff. So that's pretty cool. I'm yeah. looking forward to seeing, um, him in that and is presumably going to be a pretty like dramatic serious role right right given that world so yeah that's pretty cool but that's pretty much all the news i had to talk about did you have anything no i don't have any news yeah i don't think there's anything really anyway (laughs) in the news cycles but yeah so um i guess before we talk about cocaine bear how are you have you like watched or if fan at all of like the rocky and creed movies or anything no i I, i've I've seen the the first one once on an airplane a couple years ago but i haven't okay i i I was just curious because yeah i I just want to talk real quick about creed 3 which i saw yesterday go for um and like yeah and like i you know i if if you were like you know into it i didn't want to put any spoilers or anything but so so like mild spoilers i'm not going to talk too much about it but yeah so um creed 3 like i've been a huge Rocky fans since I was a kid. It's kind of like my mm-hmm. dad in- introduced me to the franchise, and I think the Creed movies are super good. They're probably the best. It's, it's probably arguably the best, like, legacy sequel spinoff franchise, I think. Okay. It does a really good job balancing, like, the new character with what's come before without mm-hmm. making it, like, gratuitous, like, you know, re- right. re- remember this, remember this, you know? Because um, mm-hmm. they make Rocky, like, an actual mentor character to... Adonis Creed, who is the son of Apollo Creed and who is Rocky's friend and all that. So it's right. it's it's a really cool series of movies. And the new one is pretty dang good. This one is mm. um, Michael B. Jordan's, I believe, direct directorial debut. Oh, OK. Which is pretty cool. Like he, he, he did a very good job, especially like it's kind of a. Like, I kind of feel like more actors should probably get into du- directing because they like there's. You know, we, we, like like we have John Krasinski with the Quiet Place movies, and Michael yeah, B. Jordan, Jordan with Peele. His, yeah, and Jordan Peele. Yeah, like yeah. They, they they seem to know their way around. You know, the behind and in front of the camera. So I, I feel like right. they they seem to kind of know what they're doing. But yeah, this movie's really good. Jonathan Majors is in it. He's like the main antagonist. Um, mm-hmm. Really, really good actor. I mean, we've talked briefly about him before, but yeah, he's super good. Yeah. The first thing I saw him in was Last Black Man, and um, San, yeah, San, San, Francisco. San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. that's a good but, movie. Yeah, it is. And then he was in Lovecraft Country, which I saw part of, and he's just super good in everything. Like he's <laughs> one of those actors who can be a different character in everything he does. So like he was right. great as Kang, and he's a very different character in this movie. Like I wasn't sure if he was going to be just like stereotypical villain, which mm-hmm. like in some aspect, like in some parts, but he kind of is. But he also has more to him than that. It's pretty interesting. Mm. Um. But I really like the cinematography in this movie. There are okay. a couple, they yeah. do uh, a couple cool things that the other Creed and Rocky movies have not done. Mm. And I think that was really cool. Like some, like the fight choreography was probably, might've been the best out of the whole, like Creed and Rocky franchise. I mean, overall the mm. Creed movies have better fight choreography because, you know, they're newer and have better technology and can get better angles but Mm -hmm. yeah so there was one shot at the beginning that was really cool kind of showing um it it, it was like this really cool slow motion shots but they like showed different angles and it was really cool 
Um, mm. And then there's a scene at the be- at the end, the final fight where um, they sh- they pr- they show like how focused the the two characters are like at- on each other that like the entire crowd fades away and it's just mm-hmm. like the the ring in like this black expanse kind of thing and it's pretty cool how 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 they did that i feel like i got a bit distracting cuz they added a little a few uh, other things to it but it was mm-hmm. pretty cool i did like that and there were a couple like they did a really good job with like wide and cl- close up shots kind of mixing the two through throughout the movie which i thought was good um i think the beginning of the movie was super solid the first half was mm-hmm. like really engrossing and really like developed the relationship between Adonis, Michael B. Jordan's character, and Jonathan Major's character, Dame. Um, I feel like after there's like an inciting incident towards the middle where you realize that Jonathan Major's character is, you know, an antagonist. He's the villain of the story. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it, the rest of the movie gets a little bit disjointed after. Well, not disjointed, but like I'm trying to think of the word, but it kind of, it, it definitely, um, feels a little less put put together i guess mm. it um i feel like things just happened too quickly you know the first half of the movie re- really took its time and then the <laughs> last half i feel like loses its way a little bit um kind of just being like oh well this happens then this happens and this happens and we 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 have to get to the fight so we're just going to like make you know have this assumption happen and that kind of stuff so mm. So I feel like the first half was super good. The second half was decent, but not, you know, amazing. Um, and then the end was pretty good. So mm. all all in all, pretty solid movie. I, f- I feel like these Creed movies, there hasn't been a significant drop in quality in all of them. So that's, so that's good. And this is probably at the bottom, though, of, of all three. Okay. But pretty solid any anyway. So, mm. yeah, definitely go see it if you're a fan of the Creed movies and Rocky movies and all that stuff. But... Yeah, now Cocaine Bear. Um, mm. <laughs> this this movie has been kind of crazy because it's it, it like it looked ridiculous. E- everyone thought it looked ri- ridiculous, but I feel like everyone mm. simultaneously just kind of got on the bandwagon. Like, yeah, this is ridiculous, but like it looks funny, you know? Right. Um. So this is actually a movie directed by Elizabeth Banks, mm-hmm. and. Her movies have been kind of not super well received. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm trying to think of what else she directed. I know she directed. Um, was it Charlie's Angels? Yeah, she one? directed Charlie's Angels. Nobody yeah. liked that. And she was all like, well, people just hate female led movies. I'm like, well, OK. Um, but she, <laughs> she she also directed Pitch Perfect 2, I believe. Pitch Perfect, yeah. Which I haven't seen either of those. So I you know don't have any sort of. No, um, I haven't seen either. If you, if opinion. Either, but. But, um, but this is definitely her. See, seems like her best movie, um, mm. <laughs> given the the responses to it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So let me pull up the box office real quick. So, mm. I mean, it hasn't made a bunch of money. Right. So it 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 had a twenty three million dollar opening weekend which is pre- which was pretty good mm-hmm. for, for, for the movie and then but it really hasn't gotten much since then it's only made about 39 million okay so far. do you know um, what the budget was let me see if i can find it but 
I mean, I think a big thing with that is it only it came out last weekend and Creed right. 3 just came out the weekend yeah and then Ant-Man as well probably yeah so it yeah. came out a week after um Ant-Man and then a week before Creed so okay so the budget was 30 to 35 million yeah so it's already made a little more than the budget but you know not exactly a huge success, but at the same time, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's been getting a lot of good w word of mouth for the most part. And it's got a surprising, like surprisingly decent critic score of 69%, you know, so it's yeah. technically fresh. Right. It's got a 74% of, for an audience score, which is like well, a way better critic score than like Ant-Man got, mm -hmm. which is like, I find really interesting. Cause I feel like people like a lot of the cr criticisms of Ant-Man were that it was like too goofy and stupid and stuff and didn't have much mm. you know character development but that's like exactly what this movie had you know like they like right. it, it was goofy there wasn't really that much character development whatever but mm -hmm. nobody cared and it's got like a 70 percent. so i don't know right, i mean it's right. an ant-man movie i'm not really sure what people were expecting but yeah mm. so there's that but yeah so what did you think of this movie o overall <laughs> um i don't know there was the, the, there were a couple of moments that I really liked that mm -hmm. were because like the marketing in this movie was like it's going to be crazy like yeah. just violent crazy violent yeah. yeah yeah and there was a couple of scenes like that but for the yes. most part I felt like it was didn't really live up to that mm -hmm. and I especially didn't like the ending when they tried to make it like wholesome and like oh yeah everybody. yeah I didn't I didn't I didn't like that I would have just preferred if it was just like just like crazy all the way through and then like mm -hmm. cut the the ending because like right 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 at the beginning of the the final scene at the waterfall mm -hmm. when they they go to the kid and, and and they're like oh the baby cubs have cocaine too and they're like oh no they're fine and you're like okay that's okay <laughs> yeah um but yeah there was there was some parts that i liked i saw it with my friend and he basically said that it felt like if the mcu made an r-rated movie and like i kind of <laughs> see what he's what he's what he's talking about yeah because it like it, it it it's very a lot of it's very safe i feel yeah i kind of agree um i feel like the kills that they showed were pretty good yeah um i did like yeah. that but yeah like the main premise of the movie because it was based on a true story mm -hmm. where cocaine like fell you know was thrown off an airplane into a national park and a bear got yeah. into it but in real life the bear just overdosed and had a heart attack and died whereas right. in this the premise is well what if it didn't die and what if it you know got just <laughs> like really high and went on a rampage and i feel like there wasn't much of a rampage right um which yeah that 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 was like my main beef like i really liked a lot of it like the first half i think i was like really engaged with it it was fun it was mm -hmm. funny and like I, I got the premise I, I you know I, I I got enough of the characters to like be like yeah they're here cool let's see what you know let's see what goes on with them I guess and then mm -hmm. then you know we, we had the bear killing people like I I think what was it oh yeah we kind of didn't get to see a whole lot of the bear killing that hiker right in the so, beginning. yeah so i was starting to feel like oh is this going to be like a lot of cutting away and stuff and like just mm -hmm. suggested gore but then there, there, right. there was like that one kill of <laughs> the bear killing that guy in the tree and like cut his leg uh not his leg off basically <laughs> you're like oh okay right um and then there that ambulance scene the ambulance chain mm. scene was really good yeah, but yeah i feel like maybe they blew their whole budget on that and then yeah. they're like oh well now we have a whole like other half of a movie let's just have a bunch of like people involved with the cocaine 
um <laughs> just like having a standoff with like this cop you know <laughs> right i feel like right. i spent a lot of time on that cop with you know the drug lord's son and mm-hmm. the, uh, the, uh, the the other two guys and i feel like they the whole rest of the movie was like them and the main drug lord guy and i was getting kind of bored because i'm like right. we haven't really seen the bear do much for the mm-hmm. last 20 minutes mm-hmm. You know, and then finally, yeah. finally, they had an ending where she killed the drug boss guy. But I feel like the last half, I was really just like they focused a lot on the characters and I just like didn't care. I just wanted to see the bear doing more right. killing, you know. Right. So, yeah. Oh, oh overall, I, I it was pretty fun, but definitely could have been more fun if they had just yeah. committed to like a bears rampaging and killing everybody, you know, <laughs> <laughs> if there right. had been like at least one, if not two or three more scenes, like that ambulance scene, it would right. have been really, really good. But yeah. Yeah. But yeah. like, it was still enjoyable, but I probably yeah. wouldn't, I don't know. I might watch it again just for those scenes, but I wouldn't, mm-hmm. you know, like, it's not like a movie, like I have to add this to my collection and you know, all that, you know, right. Right. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it, it, it definitely feels like, a crazy movie for general audiences as in, mm. you know, general audiences who were used to like freaking, you know, like MCU movies and stuff go to see right. this. You're like, wow, that was so intense. Oh, so much gore, you mm. know? And so mm. then the word, the word of mouth goes around that like, wow, it's so gory and crazy. And then right. people who are more used to seeing like more crazy stuff are like, I mean, I guess, yeah. kind of like your friends that like if the MCU made an R-rated movie, like it's definitely like right. an R-rated movie, but it's kind of made for general audiences, you know, mm-hmm. it's not mm-hmm. too, which I mean, I get it because they probably want to make money, but then again, it's not really making yeah. that much money. So, yeah. right. You know? right. <laughs> but at the same time, it's getting mostly positive press. So, you know, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you had to give it a rating, what would you rate it like out of 10 or something? You know, under- um, Maybe like a a six out of ten. Yeah, I was thinking. Yeah, probably like between six and six point five for me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it was all right. But so anyway, um, yeah. Let's move on to All Star Superman. I mean, right. definitely go see it if you're into that. Like, it's definitely worth watching at least once, just because it's you know just for the fun parts. And yeah. the, like that performance is like Alden I I Ironreich is that's mm-hmm. say his name. He was good, and so was um, Miss uh. What's his name? Ice Cube's son. I always forget his name. Oh, yeah. He was, he was good in it. And, and um, I mean, all Ray Lotta, the, the crime lord. Ray, Ray Liotta, yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, this is That was movie. like his last movie, yeah. So, yeah, yeah I mean, all, yeah. All, all, all the performances were pretty solid. They struck a pretty good balance of like being, mm-hmm. you know, goofy and but at the same time being pretty good performances but then again yeah i do feel like there was a little bit of a disconnect like when there was like a giant bear like a, bl- a bloodthirsty bear and they're like oh no it's a bear on cocaine there was there like wasn't a whole lot of like oh my god it's a bear on cocaine you know right um, right but yeah so let's move to all-star superman all right so all-star superman now uh this is we're gonna be talking mostly about the animated movie um we did talk about the comic itself on our um cultured polish show for the cultured nerd so yeah if you want to check that out check out either i'm gonna leave a link in the description to our two episode um show on it or you can just go to the cultured nerds youtube channel but yeah Mm -hmm. we definitely had a fun time i I, i'd never read the comic before um Mm -hmm. i had watched the animated movie like years ago but i forgot most of it 
Right. Um, but yeah, so the general premise of the movie is basically Superman um, goes to save these this guy, Dr. Col- Quintum, who's trying to, like, I think steal sun from the earth or something, or steal fire from the sun. And then, mm-hmm. um, but then this crony that Lex Luthor is actually controlling rem- remotely, like, blows up and, like, starts to destroying the whole ship and then superman ends up coming and saving everybody but he gets exposed to so much solar radiation his cells can't handle it so he's basically got a year to live he's slowly dying his cells are were breaking down and th- this was like lex luther's plan the whole time so then he goes superman goes through like a bunch of different stuff he basically he it's, it's kind of superman's bucket list in a way mm. um because like he gives Lois superpowers for a day. He reveals a secret identity to her, but I don't think she ever believes that he's Superman, like the entire movie. <laughs> right. Which is, is true to the comic too. Um, she just kind of thinks he's made, he's doing like an impression of Clark, I guess. Um, and then, uh, what, what else? Yeah. I'm trying to remember like what was in the movie and what was in the comic. Cause it blend, it blended together a bit to right. me, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, so he does a bunch of other stuff and then it, the, there's not a whole lot in the middle I, like there was in the comic. There's a lot like between right. the beginning and the end, but, um, and he, I almost feel like it would have been better if they just, instead of making one movie, if they made a bunch of like smaller animated yeah. shorts, they could adapt each issue into its own, like yeah. 30 minute thing. Yeah. That would have been a fun, like a mini series. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and then, yeah, he has a, he has, he has a super powered arm wrestling contest. Um, Mm-hmm. He and then like toward towards the end, um, Lex Luthor is actually in prison for this whole thing because he gets arrested at the beginning of the movie, and he's actually being right. sent to the electric chair. Which we didn't mm-hmm. talk about this when when uh, we did we did a comic review, but why the hell are they using an electric chair? Like mo- most of this seems pretty modern. Like even though it's going mm-hmm. for the golden age, like k- kind of you know an homage to the golden age of Superman, it doesn't take place in like the fifties, forties. Right. So like, right. why are they using it at the electric chair? There was. There was a line in the beginning of the movie that Lois said they were going to reinstate the electric chair just for Lex Luthor. That's kind of which fucked. is pretty crazy. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's like wow. I mean, he's evil, but damn. Yeah, exactly. But that's still pretty inhumane. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so Lex ends up um, going to the electric chair, but he asks for some cocktail like as a final re- request, which nobody seems to pre-screen. Um, right. And he just takes right. the cocktail, but it turns out that it was actually. Um, a potion or you know a, a, like some sort of chemical thing that mm-hmm. gives him superman's powers for 24 hours it's this right. it's, it's the same thing that superman made for lois but he was able to steal the formula by hacking into one of his uh fortresses mm-hmm. robots so mm-hmm. he has powers now and he's going on a rampage um meanwhile superman is dying plus yeah. lex luther teamed up with this future alien cyborg computer sun thing called solaris which i don't mm-hmm. think the actual movie explained um like what he was he he would just sort of like a sun being that showed right. up and superman went to go fight him with his robots um using a solar protective suit which mm-hmm. um because superman kind of got caught on to lex luther once you realize one of his robots was malfunctioning. So he already had a plan set in place for Solaris and yeah. for Lex. So he goes and fights Solaris. Um, he ends up beating the crap out of it and sending it down to Earth. And here's a big, one of the biggest differences between the movie and the comic 
in the comic, they really explain in depth for a little bit, like that Solaris is from the future. Like, I think Lois knows who he is, like has, has, has heard of him because he's from the future. And I guess in the future he reforms and like becomes Mm -hmm. a good guy. But in this he's a villain. So we, we know he's going to survive in the comic and Mm -hmm. Superman beats the crap out of him. And then he's laying in the street saying mercy. And Superman goes like, don't worry, this won't kill you. And he proceeds to like punch him more. And this right. kind of starts his rehabilitation. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the movie, it seems like he just straight up, straight up kills him. Yeah. Um, yeah. They they also go on to explain that he's a computer, like an artificial sun computer from the future, which mm. in the movie they don't really say. Um, and so when Solaris says mercy, Superman says like I don't think I have any left, and just straight up like nerfs <laughs> him. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that then it, it, they kind of suggest that Solaris dies then, but Solaris had d- double crossed Luther at this point and poisoned the sun, so it's turning blue, which it will presumably have eventually kill all life on Earth. Um, mm. So su- Superman is dying at this point, and he like runs the Daily Planet to like publish this story he's already written on Superman dying and he passes out. It seems like he's dead. And then Luther comes to attack the daily planet and Superman pops or Clark pop pops back up. And he's like, no, I'm still alive, which in the Mm -hmm. book, it, we see that he actually did kind of die for a second there. And he kind of went to an afterlife and talked to his dad. Mm -hmm. Um, so they, they cut that out of the movie. And yeah. then he ends up pulling a gravity gun out of his jacket and shoots Luther with it, which eventually there there is like a fight that ensues. And he says that he pre- predicted all of this that Luther was going to do. He figured it all out, which presumably is because of his heightened intelligence. I don't remember if they said mm-hmm. it in the movie, but in the book, the he got a few extra powers from right. being exposed to so much solar energy, including like bio a bioelectric field as well as mm-hmm. just heightened intelligence and curiosity and everything. So presumably he was able to figure out Luther's plan that easily because of mm-hmm. that. But he uses the gravity gun basically to increase Lex Luthor's, um, like, because gr- gravity is, like, related to time or whatever in this. Um, he's mm-hmm. able to speed up Lex's m- metabolism. So he, is it, you know, the 24-hour powers only last for, like, a few seconds after that. But Lex right. is able to see what superman sees he's able to see like the connection between all the forces and you know and able to see mm-hmm. you know how everything on earth connects to each other including people um yeah and superman um lex tries to use another vial of the serum but superman takes it from him and is like no 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 you know and then mm-hmm. lex says something along the lines of you know if it weren't for you i could have saved the world and superman says if if saving the world really mattered to you, you could have done it by now. Mm. And Lex says, yeah, you're right. And Superman realizes, you know, he's the only thing that can save the sun. So he says goodbye to Lois. At this point, he's, he's almost becoming energy. And so mm-hmm. he goes up to the sun and basically just explodes into solar energy and saves the sun. And then um, the main thing at the end is Lex Luthor ends up giving Dr. Quintum, that guy at the beginning who was trying to do experiments on the sun, um, he gives him superman's dna sequence mm-hmm. um his genetic code which will mm-hmm. give quantum the ability to make a new superman basically but it has to be implanted in a human ovum so it's suggested that they're basically going to 
make Superman's son like with Lois, you know, and kind of mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. that happen. So that's how it ends. So it's obviously like not a typical Superman story because he dies in the end. Right. Um, but yeah, we kind of talked about this on, on our show, but what what do you think of this movie and how it compares to the comic? Yeah, I think that it works better as like a, a narrative, like as one movie, yeah. like I kind of mentioned, because like the comics are mostly one shots that loosely cut tied together. But I feel like for the movie, you got to kind of streamline that. And I think they did that pretty well. And they mm-hmm. could sort of like drop a lot of the standalone issues. Yeah. Although the, all the issues were good. They don't all fit into the main story. So they had to drop some of them yeah. to kind of make the main narrative tighter. And I think that they did that pretty well. Yeah, because the issues, some of them were connected, but a lot of them were kind of just one shots. Right. Even though it's all considered All Star Superman, they and all kind of kind of part of the same narrative. They were kind of disjointed, mm-hmm. um, which you said like I, that 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 is one of my main main my main critiques of the comic is it feels a bit disjointed right. compared to the movie. There were some things that cut out of the movie that I wish they had kept in the in the middle because mm-hmm. it kind of jumps from issue like five to like issue like nine <laughs> nine or ten pretty quickly um which works in an hour and 16 minute movie yeah but i kind of wish like you said i kind of wish they'd made it a mini series Mm. and kind of tackled each issue because i feel like they did such a good job adapting what was from the comic in the movie i kind of wish they had adapted some of the other stuff right Um, like there's this whole plot line with bizarro world and superman gets, Mm. gets trapped on bizarro world i wish they'd kept that that was one of my favorite parts of it yeah yeah that was great um so yeah, but yeah, it was a pretty good movie, and I they did a really good job. Like even though the art, the a- animation didn't look exactly the same as the art, obviously because it's a different artist. Yeah, it still like emulated it really well. Like I think all, mm-hmm. all the colors were like the same. Like everything yeah. looked the same. Like um, down to the costumes and all the character designs from the comic. They made they they made them look like ex- exactly the same. It was a really good. Mm-hmm. It was probably the most accurate like comic animation adaptation I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, which I thought was pretty cool. They didn't really change. They didn't really change a whole lot. The main change was um, that Lex Luthor gave Quintum Superman's genetic code instead of Superman giving it to him. Right. Which we, 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 we did talk a bit about that on our other show, but it kind of gives Lex Luthor more of a character arc and a, mm-hmm. and a redemption moment. Yeah. Than the actual comic did, which I kind of liked better. Right. Um. Yeah, but yeah. So I this movie, well, te- technically, technically, the comic is going to be an inspiration for the new Superman movie. Right. Um. Which James Gunn, like, which was kind of obvious, but James Gunn said like it's going to be more adapting the tone and certain elements than mm-hmm. the you know actual story itself. Which there are already a few influences from the story that you you can see on like say man of steel or something right but i feel like this is going to adapt the tone a lot more mm-hmm. which is going to be interesting because this whole movie is based off of you know what older superman is at the end of his life whereas superman legacy is going to be more towards the beginning of his right. career as superman mm-hmm. so I guess what would you want to see them adapt from the comic slash movie and superman legacy you know, because mm-hmm. that does kind of leave a big, you know, open door for what they could adapt, you know? Right. Yeah. So I think I have two answers for that. Like, I, the, my favorite part of the comic was definitely the Bizarro thing. So I would love to see that in a movie. Yeah. 
But I feel like as far as like a first Superman movie, you'd probably want to do something with Lex Luthor. Mm-hmm. So maybe like the Lois Lane superpower thing and Lex Luthor shows up with his own concoction. I think something like that would work for a first like introduction to Superman movie. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the Bizarro stuff was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me, um, yeah, I feel like because we do know this Superman legacy isn't going to be an origin story. Right. So I think just kind of adapting the whole like everything is established already mm-hmm. like this book does because it kind of builds off of everything that came before, even though it's kind of its own standalone thing. So I feel right. like if they kind of do like that and don't do too much explaining mm-hmm. and just kind of jump right into it and anything that isn't super clear gets kind of like explained through conversations and stuff, just kind of already right. have an established like Superman, Lois, all that stuff don't necessarily you know, see Clark get hired. He's already been working at, at, at the Daily Planet for like a year, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like what Superman and Lois does, but like towards the the beginning of everything. Right. Um, That would be cool. It's like kind of the, re, re, all the relationships are already established, you know, between Clark and Lois and Jimmy and everything. Yeah. Um, maybe yeah. already give Jimmy the Superman watch. Um, right. Stuff like that <clears throat> without, you know, leaving too much like unanswered also Mm -hmm. the way this um book the book opened and the way the movie opened too had very quick like glances of superman's origin Mm. with 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 like one one word like dying planet um like kindly couple you know so and so so Mm -hmm. i i think if they opened that the superman legacy movie like that would actually be really cool because it, yeah. it would give like a really brief like, you know, oh, yeah, just a reminder, this is Superman's story without mm-hmm. giving a whole like spiel, you know, or right. either that just kind of like quick flashes, um, you know, some qu- quick scenes or maybe kind of like what the Incredible Hulk did and like mm. show stuff during the credits, like the opening credits kind of thing. Right. So you kind of get a sense of, you know, what is in the Superman world and what isn't, but we don't need a whole crash course on Superman's origin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like Spider-Man, like the MCU Spider-Man did, right. but I think a little more, cause I feel like they leave a little bit too much open in that. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, cause they like, don't mention uncle Ben like at all. <laughs> like they have very yeah. subtle clues to him, but that's about it. But yeah, so I think that, and I yeah. think like the overall tone would be cool. I feel like, yeah, this and a mix of like the Superman animated series from the 90s would, would be, be pretty cool to see because um, I feel mm-hmm. like the, the main thing I have a problem with with this story is how I, I don't like it when they make Clark too bumbling. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like there needs to be a definite difference between Clark and Superman or else everyone would guess who he is. You know, it's, right. it's already pretty. But at the same time, it's pretty easy to make him seem like a parody of a person if he's just mm-hmm. like tripping over things all the time you know i right. i'm not a huge fan of that so kind of have a mix of you know him being like a lot you know very different person than than, than, than superman but not making him like a total idiot you know mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of thing which i feel like this comic kind of does i know they're trying to emulate you know the golden age but right i i, I do hope the movie doesn't do that which i'm pretty sure the movie is supposed to focus mainly on clark kent mm-hmm. um you know being a reporter and, and all that stuff so I feel like they're probably not going to because, you know, how is the audience supposed to really, you know, connect to Superman, to to, to Clark, if he's just right. some bumbling idiot the whole time, you know, mm-hmm. um, maybe like a couple scenes where he puts on like a bit of a show, but you really have to connect to Clark. 
Right. Which I think this this book is really just like a Superman story. Like Clark mm. is in it, but Clark is almost just like a, right. a, a skin he wears to accomplish a couple tasks, you know? Mm-hmm. Superman mm-hmm. is the main focus, where I feel like Clark is giving more than a main focus of legacy. So, right. yeah, I guess we'll see going forward, but I feel like it could be a really good movie um, if they adapt the, the right things and add some things. But, yeah, overall, um, what what did you think, Going kind of going back to All-Star Superman, what were your, I guess, overall, like, I guess what would you give it as a rating or just, you know, like final one sentence thoughts on it? Yeah. I mean, I'm not necessarily the biggest fan of like the classic golden age Superman, but I feel like they did a pretty good job with it. And uh, yeah, I, I, I liked it overall. I'd probably say like a seven or eight out of of 10. Yeah. Same. Cause I think it just did a really good job. It it did a lot of unique things with Superman that we haven't seen before. And I kind of had, you know, the guts to um, kill him, you know? (laughs) Um, right. And like you said, I'm not a huge fan of Golden Age Superman. Um, I feel like that's just sort of like the caricature of what Superman has become. And everybody just like mm. a lot of Superman fans just want, you know, like they focus on the farm boy, Boy Scout aspect of Superman and mm. kind of ignore all of the evolution and, you know, development he's gone through over the last right. like 40 years. Like for for me, like my Superman that I grew up with was like the 90s comic Superman. Where, yeah, he's got that Boy Scout stuff, you know, he's a really kind and this great guy, but he's also just, you know, got more personality and depth to him, and he's also, like, a badass. Like, my first right. Superman comic was Death of Superman. Mm. Um, So, like, that version of Superman, where, yeah, like, he's, 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 a, he's a great guy, but he's also just, like, this stoic force standing in the way of people and, like, you know, unspeakable evil. That's kind of the right. Superman I want to see, so... Mm. I guess a good mix of that is kind of my, you know, would be a good ver- version of Superman on screen, I think. Like, enough to appease, mm-hmm. you know, appease all the people who are like, I want to see him save cats from trees. And, you know, the right. people more more like me who are more into, like, seeing the super powerful, you know, her, her heroic Superman. Um, mm-hmm. I think that would be, be, be cool to see. So I think this movie, like you said, is probably like a seven, probably like a seven yeah. and a half for me it did a really good job adapting the comics and the comics were really good but i wouldn't say it's like my favorite version of superman even though it's become like an iconic story Mm -hmm. but yeah uh that is the episode unless you had anything else to say nope i think we pretty much got it cool all right well uh thank you so much for joining us everyone new episodes of the podcast come out every other monday and the video version of the podcast comes out the week the following monday on our youtube channel Speaking of our YouTube, check that out, Casual Experts. We post, you know, a bunch of other content as well as the podcast. And be sure to check us out on social media. Uh, casual underscore experts for pretty much all the social media, I think. And mm-hmm. yeah, thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Peace.